ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Mike Plania, 
Uh, Mike Tanya was coming into the fight uh, at 23-1 and one, uh, with 12 KOs. Of course, uh, Joshua Greer was the guy that you know, ESPN had been uh, trying to push, you know, for a little bit. Uh, try, you know, they had the uh, nickname of Mr. ESPN or Night Night or, you know, something like that. Um, and, you know, in in, in the past uh, couple of uh, fights that he's had, uh, he hadn't really been uh, very impressive in his performances. Uh, so, you know, with uh, him going up against Mike Plania, uh that particular bout uh, had what it was. Um, it was there within that uh, super bantamweight division, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, it was that super bantamweight. Uh, you had Josh Weir Jr., uh, who was a top contender uh, there uh, within bantamweight, uh, but. You know, you had Mike Fania that had already been um, you kind of used to being around that super bantamweight division. Even though there wasn't that many uh, notable fights that he's had you know, in that particular division, um, but he still had been you know, able to handle himself uh, there at super bantamweight. So, you know, with him going up against Josh Greer Jr. Josh Greer Jr. Uh, wasn't necessarily a completely polished fighter at this particular point. So while he was trying to get himself worked up uh, in the first round, he got caught with the left hook and, you know, got floored by a left hook in the first round and then basically got outworked uh, from that point forward for the first six rounds or so uh, until Mike Plania was able to drop Greer once again in the sixth round. Uh, so Greer had a lot of catching up to do uh, from that point to, you know, the 10th round. And, you know, he was able to do, you know, a few things there uh, from the seventh and eighth round on, uh, kind of like took the fight to Mike Plania. Um, Mike Plania didn't, you know, set distance against Josh Greer Jr. in the seventh and eighth rounds. And it seemed like Greer was getting himself back into it, but it wasn't enough uh, for him to get the upper uh, hand in the decision. Uh, it was a majority decision win for Mike Plania. Uh, Patricia Morris Jarman scored the bout 97 to 91, and Tim Cheatham scored the bout 96 to 92. Mike Plania and Dave Moretti had the fight quote-unquote even. And why I say that is because even though the score was 94-94, to 94, with the two knockdowns scored by Mike Plania, you know, um, that would have meant that he felt that Josh Greer uh, won six of those ten rounds, you know, so even with the two knockdowns, he felt that Josh Weir Jr. won six of those ten rounds. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy right though. Um, but this is a very big win for Mike Plania. Uh Josh Weir Jr. has a definite setback as he was, you know, at the time the top contender 
for the WBO Bantamweight title. Uh, he was also ranked in the WBC uh, as well. You know, him suffering the second loss of his pro career. Uh, this, But this one here was, you know, a definite setback as, you know, a few people thought initially that he was going to be favored to win that fight. Uh, this is the first loss that he's had since 2015 where he lost to uh, Steve Fulton. And, you know, with, with that, it's like, you know, he, he kind of, like, really blamed himself for not really doing what he needed to do in order to prepare for someone like Mike Flanya. But I think that was kind of like almost a, um, you know, a trap set. Because first off, you know, Mike Flanya was there at, uh, you know, Super Bantamweight. So you're having a guy that was that usually fights at the Super Bantamweight division, uh, fighting someone that, you know, usually fights at the Bantamweight division. And you've seen how, you know, uh, Mike Klein was sizably um, bigger than Josh Greer. So Josh Greer, you know, even though he may have been, you know, a quicker fighter, he would have had to been much more active in order to keep Mike Klein uh, away from him. And he would you know, have to kind of like, like you said, he took the fight to Mike Klanya because Mike Klanya kind of, you know, used his, you know, range and, his, you know, his reach um, in order to have the upper hand on Josh Greer Jr., where, you know, it seemed like a lot of the punches that uh, Mike Klanya was taking, he was taking them in stride, and he would have been able to, you know, walk through or uh, manage uh, the punches that Josh Greer threw at him. So, um, like I said, you know, big win for Mike Klanya, uh, for him to, you know, get uh, his, you know, record uh, up there to, what is that, uh, 24 wins and one loss. And uh, for Josh Greer Jr., that is his second pro loss of his professional career. He does have 22 wins and one draw. Um, yeah, it's, like I said, it, it, it's a – you know, big setback for uh, Josh Greer Jr., who, you know, would have been set up to um, fight for the WBO Bantamweight title later on down the line. I know that John Rio Casimiro was initially set up to have a unification bout with Nyoya in a way, uh, but since that fight could not take place in Las Vegas in April, you know, um, that is, you know, the issue there. Um, with Josh Greer Jr. is that he would have had to wait for that unification bout if that thing did take place. But with him having this fight, yeah, he's definitely going to take two steps back. Um, and it might open the door for uh, one other uh, particular fight that may happen. I have to see if there is an update on that. Um, as the Maloney brothers are going to be featured on uh, top rank. Uh, next, you know, next week or this, you know, coming Tuesday and Thursday. So we got to see uh, what's going on there. Um, yeah, um, so I have a comment on the uh, YouTube um, channel uh, from YSM Sports Media. He says that Mike Klein was impressive. Yeah, he was able to execute uh, his uh, game plan very well against Josh Greer Jr. Um, I think it was like around the, the fourth or the fifth round 
All he did was just come forward, and he did a one-two where he had his, it was like a left jab and then a right to the body. Left jab, right to the body. Left jab, right to the body. It looked like he did that three or four times uh, consecutively, and it, it looked like he was trying to break down Josh Weir Jr. Um, at that particular point. But he was still able to catch Josh Weir with the left hook once again in the sixth. So, I mean, I don't know if it was something within Josh Greer or uh, his corner, but they did not properly prepare for fighting Mike Klanya in this particular instance. That, you know, that just can't be, you know, the case where you get this opportunity to have a main event uh, in a card for ESPN and, Yo, it's like I was saying, like with with the um, with a Shakur Stevenson uh, that had the main event. Um, you know, Jesse Magdaleno uh, had his main event as well. Um, and here with Josh Square, you know, he he had his opportunity to where he could have, uh, you know, showed what he could do. And I said before this fight, you know, that Square Junior. Uh, should have been able to go in there, take care of business, and, you know, have a spectacular knockout, especially uh, with the nicknames that he's kind of been tied to, um, bringing out pillows to the ring, um, you know, saying that they're, he's Mr. ESPN or something like that, or Night-Night, or, or night, you know. Um, you can't have that, you know, tied to you if or don't blink. Yeah, that, that's, that's what his, you know, latest nickname is, is don't blink. You can't have that tied to you and not be able to, you know, back up, you know, what you're talking about, you know. So that's the thing about it. That's the thing about uh, what happened in this particular fight is that, you know, Mike Klein was able to execute very well from rounds one to round six. Josh Weir Jr. uh, then switched things up, took the fight to Mike Klein, was able to work very well on the inside, and – you know, had good amount of success uh, on the inside, but he should have been able to try to do that at first instead of, you know, trying to work his jab and, you know, throw uh, two or three punches um, at a time. And that was pointed out during the fight is that in his last few fights, uh, he had his punch output uh, be diminished fairly significantly in his last three fights in comparison to the ones that he was having uh, before that, uh, you know. So because um, he had a string of, you know, knockouts or stoppages, um, you know, from uh, 2017, you know, going into 2018. Uh, but then, you know, in 2019 when he fought uh, Potapov, where, you know, a good amount of people felt that Potapov actually got uh, Josh Weir in that particular fight. Um, he had that, and then, you know, his fight against Antonio Nieves, uh, that wasn't, you know, that impressive either. So it looked like he was, you know, kind of right for the taking. Um, but, you know, with that being said, that's what Mike Planya, uh was able to do. Uh, he was able to do um, get that win, and we'll see what, you know, what happens with that because with Mike Planya, he's, you know, kind of there at the – Super bantamweight division, um, you know. So that's the thing about it is that you know with him uh, being there at super bantamweight, 
uh, fighting a guy that is, um, you know, there at Bantamweight, even though this is a notable win for him, I'll have to see what he can do around Super Bantamweight if that, you know, gives him an opportunity to uh, fight some people at Super Bantamweight. Um, there's, you know, one other fighter that Top Rank has in that particular division that I will be talking about later, uh, but not sure if uh, Mike Klanya will be um, coming in there uh, to face that particular guy. Although, if that fighter does um, kind of stay around, that would kind of be a pretty interesting fight uh, if they're able to make that happen. So um, there is that. Um, so like I was saying there, Josh Weir Jr. loses to Mike Flanya, uh to have his uh, second loss. Uh, the co-feature bout you had Antonio DeMarco and Giovanni Santillan. Giovanni Santillan was coming in there with the record of 25-0, and 0, going up against, you know, veteran Antonio DeMarco with a record of 33 wins, eight losses, and one draw. Um, this was, you know, something there where, you know, people – we're trying to see what was going on with uh, Santian. Uh, Santian is, you know, we had that record 25 and 0. He's a welterweight, and they're like, wait a minute, like you got somebody there in the welterweight division that's pretty much like the money division uh, at 25 and 0. Uh, you know, let's see, you know, what 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 he could do. Um, but there is probably, you know, a, re- a reason why. Uh, he hadn't really been kind of featured that much because in that fight against Antonio DeMarco, man, Antonio DeMarco pretty much, like, was schooling him in that one, man. He was schooling him. Like, I didn't see anything that was near impressive coming from Giovanni Santillan uh, in that particular matchup. Um, You know, Antonio DeMarco was able to beat Santiago to the punch on multiple occasions. Um, you know, he pretty much was taunting him by the sixth round or so, sixth or seventh round. He was taunting Santiago, and like I, I do not get for one second how uh, this thing was a, you know, majority decision with like nobody, no judge. No judge gave the bout to Antonio DeMarco. None of them. Like, no, 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 not one of them. Like, Dave Moretti scored the bout even. Tim Cheatham and Steve Weisfeld scored it six rounds to four for Santian. There ain't no way that Santian won six rounds. Ain't no way. Nah, nah, ain't happening. Nope. I, I couldn't even like look. I, I couldn't even struggle to find a dang um even four rounds for Santiago to 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 have in that particular uh, fight. That that's that's not a good look. You know that's not a good look at all. Um, you know for them to you know give the bout to Santiago. Uh, he does you know stay undefeated, but. Like, he is not impressive at all. Um, I was, like, looking into, you know, the rankings at 147 pounds. 
Man, I don't see Santiago anywhere in that joint, man. I don't see him anywhere in that. You know? Um, and Boots should get him, man. Boots will, Boots will, Boots will bust him up. Yo, Boots will bust him up, man. Like, have, have him go up against Ryan Ennis, man. And just get him out, you know, get him out of the way. Because this dude is not good. You know, he's, he's, he's not good, man. He's not good. And, you know, when, when someone that is, uh, you, know, you know, former world champion, you know, former world champ uh, in Antonio DeMarco, but, you know, DeMarco, um, you know, had two, you know, losses uh, going into that particular fight. He had a string of losses at, uh, what is it, super lightweight, uh, against Jesse Vargas, Francis Barthelemy, and Omar Figueroa Jr. Then he fought uh, Maxim Dadashev uh, in 2018, then had a fight against Jamal James last year. All of those fights uh, were losses by a unanimous decision. And then he has this fight against Sancion, and they get the they get the bout to Sancion. That's just, you know, crazy that uh, they – just gave, like I said, that they gave Santiago that particular uh, bout, you know. So, I mean, that's you know, kind of like what we had uh, with the uh, co-feature uh, bouts there. So, um, so that's uh, you know what they had as far as like those uh, first two bouts. Uh, you had Nicholas Segnias Shuli. Almost got caught there. Nicholas Sikniashuli defeating Isaiah Jones uh, there. And he also had Hector Perez uh, get the win over Juan Torres. And Bobrizan Mominov uh, get the win over Cameron Carell. Uh, and all of those bouts were by unanimous decision. Uh, so you did have that uh, come up. So uh, that's, you know, that's what we had in reference to uh, those particular bouts um, on Tuesday. So, you know, just wanted to, you know, get that uh, through. Um, and uh, we'll be, like, covering the uh, fight cards uh, that happened on Thursday uh, here in a bit. So, um, but before that, I want to see if I could uh, go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, so we're going to see how um, this works out. So just give us uh, just uh, one minute or so, and then uh, we will be uh, right back at it. So um, uh, we'll have a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Things are moving fast these days. Our region is growing faster than ever. A new generation of innovators and entrepreneurs are launching businesses. And renting families are looking for a place to call home. At Industrial Bank, we believe that being the region's leading community bank means more than simple transactions. Whether it's buying your first house, growing your business, or investing in your personal finances, Industrial Bank wants to be your partner as you prepare for the next big moment. 
The DMV is moving fast, and Industrial Bank is ready to help the people that make this place special. We're excited to learn about the next big moment you're preparing for, and we're here to help. All right, we are back and wanted to, you know, also cover what happened in the, they call it the bubble. On Thursday, as there was supposed to be, you know, a main event there um, involving Mikel Lespierre, but uh, that fight with uh, Miguel Lespierre and Jose Pajama, uh, Pajama, Pajaza, <laughs> Pajama. Yeah, yeah, it causes a lot of drama, I guess, man. That, that's what it is, causing a lot of drama. Um, that he had to, you know, be out and about as a, a member of the training uh, team for Miguel Lespierre uh, had, had been tested positive for COVID-19, so the Jose Pedraza, Mikel Espierre uh, main event out had been scrapped, and it was uh, basically replaced by Gabriel Flores Jr. versus Jose Ruiz, who was uh, the, uh, originally the co-feature bout. And uh, for, for, this, for this one here, it just looked like they wanted to boost up Gabriel Flores Jr., um, you know, like he was gonna do, you know, this thing here. You know, he is uh, coming in from, uh, what was it? Uh, you know, Stockton, California. Um, and he wanted to like, you know, do something to impress, I guess, impress the viewers or whatever it is. Um, but you know, for me, it. it it just looked like he, you know, didn't kind of like finish off Jose Ruiz like he should have. It shouldn't have been, according to them, it shouldn't have been much of a much of a uh, matchup. Uh, but uh, Gabe Flores Jr. was able to score a shutout unanimous decision win. Uh, he did have a knockdown scored in round two. Um, you know, so with 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 them doing that. Uh, he tried to follow up, but couldn't couldn't necessarily uh, finish off Jose Ruiz uh, in this particular bout. Uh, he did say that he had issues with his back uh, starting in round two, but he was still able to you know get through the rest of that particular bout. Uh, so he does go to uh, 18 and 0, um, and it's like they want to you know boost him up as being someone that could you know really be a contender. Uh, there in the lightweight division, but I didn't really see much that could, you know, say that he, you know, is that impressive or whatnot. Uh, so that kind of was, um, you know, a, a bout that, you know, when I was, like, watching it, I'm like, yeah, I'm not, you know, real impressed with this with, with this fighter, um, you know, to be truthful. I wasn't really that impressed. Um, so I would have to see what um, – you know, top rank will be able to match him up with uh, later on down the line in in the lightweight division or or whatnot. So, um, like I said, Gabe Flores Jr. is now eighteen and zero. 
uh, with this win over Jose Ruiz. And one uh, notable, you know, thing here was that in one bout you had Clay Collard, uh, who was coming in there with the record of six wins, two losses, and three draws, um, was able to defeat David Kaminsky uh, by split decision. Um, well, you know, with, with two scores of 58 to 56, uh, one score of 58 to 56 the other way. So um, he was able to defeat, what is it, the third consecutive fighter that was uh, undefeated. Uh, he beat, he defeated Corshawn Toller uh, in January. Then one month later, uh, he defeated Raymond Guajardo uh, by TKO. And, you know, here it, it, it's – here you have that once again. David Kaminsky uh, loses by split decision. Uh, Kaminsky uh, was just not, you know, impressive enough uh, for him to get that particular bout. And, I mean, hey, you know, we were talking – they were talking about Clay Collard, you know, after this particular fight. Like, he's like the uh, – I guess the mid-card fighter of the year or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they called it. It was like uh, – I think um, – you know, one of one of my uh previous guests was, was saying like he is the um you know, kinda like the um you know, mid card guy, you know, of of the year or something like that. So um that was, you know, kind of uh interesting there for him to have that thing. Um yeah, for yeah, yeah, um well some uh says like yeah, Ford should have stopped uh, Jose Ruiz, and he, he didn't even do that. I didn't see, like, any type of mixture from, uh, you know, from him to where, you know, he could have, you know, done something to stop Jose Ruiz. Gabriel Flores just, you know, looked like he was going through the motions, like going through rounds one through ten, like he wanted to get those rounds in. Instead of being able to have an impressive performance, uh, stop Jose Ruiz and and put him in position to where once you know more of these bigger fights are able to happen, that he could be put in a position to you know fight those guys, whether it's at lightweight or you know someone that's super featherweight or anything like that. But I didn't really see anything impressive from Gabriel Flores Jr. in that particular bout. Uh, so you know even though he's undefeated, uh, you, you gotta like you know, think about, okay, like, what are they going to, you know, put them uh, in position for uh, later on down the line? Because if he's supposed to be, you know, this uh, good, you know, fairly young prospect, y'all got to, you know, set him up for um, your uh, a meaningful fight later on down the line. So, uh, for me, you know, having someone like uh, – you know, Flores, like he he's got to be able to, you know, be a little bit more impressive than that, uh, for, you know, him to get a bigger fight. You know what I mean? So there is that. Um, he does, you know, kind of like float around that lightweight, super featherweight uh, division. Uh, they do have him at super featherweight where he could possibly be an opponent for a Shakur Stevenson or 
maybe they could match him up against Tyler McCrary. Tyler McCrary, who uh, did face uh, Carl Frampton earlier, Big West. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what would be next for uh, Gabriel Flores Jr. in this instance, uh, especially when they do have um, coming up later on down the line Andrew Cancio uh, fighting under the top ranked banner. So there is a pretty good amount of interesting matchups that could be made within the super featherweight division under top rank that doesn't even have to involve the champions that they have. I know that, you know, you have Miguel Burchell out there as a WBC champion that will be uh, fighting uh, later this week. You do have the WBO champion, Jamel Herring, uh, there that's going to be preparing for a fight in July. Um, so, uh, it would be interesting to see what they could do with uh, Gabriel Flores Jr. and Andrew Cancillo um, as they kind of like, you know, do their thing in the super featherweight division. And then also, like I said, uh, with um, Shakur Stevenson having his last fight, um, you know, against Felix Carvalho at super featherweight, I mean, yeah, super featherweight, um, that he, you know, made campaign there at 130 pounds as well. So, and it's very uh, interesting, um, you know, what they have there at 130. I did talk about, you know, Clay Collard having that win over David Kaminsky. Uh, you also had uh, Robert Rodriguez stopping Adrian Servin. Uh, Victor Rodriguez uh, getting a decision win over Justin Horsley. And Frevion Robles um, getting a decision win over Jose Martinez uh, there. So that was, you know, the fight card that happened on uh, Thursday. Uh, I, I really didn't want to get much, you know, into the, the commentary for most of these fights, um, you know, because <laughs> that, yeah, that was, you know, a little bit uh, to be desired, so to speak, um, with with that. Um, uh, you also did have Emmanuel Navarrete um, go up against Uriel Lopez. Uh, that was in Mexico City. Uh, that fight happened in, man, what was that Eastern time? About 1.30 a.m. Eastern time, uh, you know, like 10.30 Pacific time. So, you know, um, Navarrete, who is the WBO Super Bantamweight champion, uh, he did, you know, have his fight uh, here at uh, Featherweight against Yurio Lopez. He was able to stop Yurio Lopez. Uh, there in the sixth round, it was the sixth round uh, for him to uh, go up to 32 wins and one loss. Um, they're saying that he may go up to featherweight. It would be interesting if he does. Um, you know, he does have that WBO, you know, Super Bantamweight Championship. Uh, like I said, the WBO featherweight champion. Shakur Stevenson, uh, you know, think about going up to super featherweight. Um, I mean, that's, yeah, super featherweight. So if you have Emmanuel Navarrete moving up and him being the champion, he would be put in position to fight for the world title uh, there at featherweight. And given the rankings uh, that they have out there, you had, of course, um, <laughs> you had Jesse Magdaleno, uh, had, that had his fight uh, last week, 
Uh, you also have, you know, Irish Mick Collins uh, there as number one contender. So uh, if 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 Navarrete does move up, he will be facing one of those guys. I know that they're not going to have him go up against Mick Collins. They're not going to make that match up. That's, that would not be a good look, even though Navarrete would be moving up in weight. If he fought Mick Conlon at this particular point, uh, I would go for Navarrete in the fight, man. I would go for that. I would go for Navarrete in that fight. Yeah, I would do it, man. I would do it. You know, um, you know, I'm not having been really impressed with Mick Conlon um, so far in his professional career, and you know him being put in position to be the number one contender for the WBO for the weight championship. Yeah, that's one thing, but. Uh, he ain't really all the good, you know, from what I've seen, he ain't really all the good. So, um, that kind of like, you know, covers most of, you know, what happened over the course of this week in action. Um, uh, we do, you know, have a few, uh, fights coming up. Ah, actually, th- oh, yeah, this is going to be, yeah, that one is an interesting fight. Um, coming up on the 25th. Uh, but uh, you know, before I get into that, that uh, you know, cold feature bout, I uh, wanted to see if I could pull up yeah the uh, things that are coming up for uh, this week. So it said it was going to be what Andrew Maloney. Uh, he will be defending the WBA Super Flyweight Title against. Joshua El Professor Franco. Yeah, El Professor Franco. Um, and that, you know, will be there. And then you have, as the co feature bout on that one, uh, Christopher Diaz versus Jason Sanchez. You know, um, you know Diaz uh, had lost, you know, to Masuki Ito for the uh, WBO junior lightweight or the super featherweight title. Um, and then uh, you also had uh, Jason Sanchez who uh, lost to Oscar Valdez, uh, you know, earlier um, there. Um, real quick, uh, I've got a uh, question uh, that was posted up a few minutes ago um, in reference to the WBO featherweight champion, current WBO featherweight champion, Shakur Stevenson. Um, yes, who wins, uh, Shakur Stevenson or Josh Warrington? Um, I did talk about this last night uh, with uh, someone uh, in, in another live um, video. I said right now Shakur it does not have enough experience to defeat someone like a Warrington who could – uh, be able to outwork uh, Shakur Stevenson. I know that um, people talk about the defense of Shakur Stevenson, but if you look at the guys that he fought, they really are not that impressive. They're usually someone that is right there, straightforward, so you're, you're easy to see them. You're easy to dodge them. You're easily able to step aside uh, to move left or to move right and have them easily reset. Josh Warrington is someone that's like a you know a gritty fighter that comes at you in all you know all angles or all positions, um, and if he's able to get to the inside, then uh, he'll you know give you you know give you some problems. You know what I mean? 
he'll be able to give you some problems. And I, I just feel like um, right now at this uh, particular uh, point that Josh Warrington uh, would have the upper hand uh, against Shakur Stevenson uh, here. Um, so I would favor Josh Warrington in that bout between him and Shakur Stevenson uh, there. So you do have that. Um, you know, real quick, going back into what I was uh, talking about for the upcoming schedule for Top Rank, um, that co-feature bout uh, that is going to be Tuesday, June 23rd, Christopher Diaz versus Jason Sanchez. Like I said, both those fighters did uh, contend for world titles at uh, one particular point with Diaz losing to Majin Ito and Jason Sanchez losing to Oscar Valdez. Uh, you do you know, also have like uh, Joseph Adorno uh, going up against Alexis Boss and Miguel Contreras uh, going up against Rolando Vargas. That might be a, that might be a good little uh, bout there uh, between Contreras and Rolando Vargas. So both are undefeated. Contreras is ten and zero with six KOs. Rolando Vargas is five and zero with five KOs. Uh, you also will have um, Edamon Ogwe versus Adam Stewart in there. Um, so that's the thing that we're going to be looking at. Uh, real quick, if um, you are listening uh, in uh, through the live. Uh, podcast, or if you're uh, listening in through YouTube, you can join in by calling 347-237-5539, or uh, you could also um, join via StreamYard uh, to see if you could um, uh, talk through uh, the StreamYard link through YouTube. So there is also that method as well. Uh, June 25th, you should have um, Jason Maloney, uh, going up against Leonardo Baez uh, there in the main event for June 25th. Uh, you know, Jason Maloney uh, lost to Emmanuel Rodriguez for the IBF Bantamweight title uh, in October 2018 um, and has had, like, a string of wins since then. Um, but uh, he will be going up against Leonardo Baez, uh, who was 18-2 and two with nine KOs. Um, and then in the cold feature bout, you're going to have Abraham Nova versus Avery Sparrow there in that junior lightweight or the uh, super featherweight division. So you're going to have, yes, yeah, Abraham Nova against Avery Sparrow. That, that is going to be a very, very, you know, very interesting fight. Uh, you did have uh, Avery Sparrow, uh, who, you know, won uh, in a fight against Hank Lundy over in Philadelphia. I think it was, you know, March, uh, what was that, March 15th or whatnot. You know, it was uh, over there in that uh, Philadelphia card that was headlined by uh, Tenor Farmer against uh, Joan O'Carroll. So that, yeah, that is going to be a very interesting little fight there between uh, Sparrow and, 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 and Supernova, uh, as they say. Uh, you're going to have also Orlando Gonzalez going up against Luis Ferrozo. How many one of these guys are able to get from Puerto Rico and Ecuador over to Las Vegas? <laughs> man, I don't know, man. Yo, it's crazy. Um, so 
that's going to be uh, part of that undercard. I don't know if they have uh, anything else um, kind of like scheduled uh, there uh, for that particular card. I only see like two, um, yeah, two fights uh, there uh, for that. And probably, yo, they probably should just leave it at, at two fights here for the time being, man, because, I mean, sometimes it, it'd be a struggle trying to go through those fights, right? Um, then on uh, Saturday, you're going to have the WBC Super Featherweight Champion Miguel Burchell going up against Elizar Valenzuela, who uh, is coming in there with a record of 21 wins, 13 losses, and four draws. Uh and he's been 8-3 uh, and three with one no contest in the last 12 bouts. Uh, you also have uh, Omar Aguilar uh, going up against Dante Jordan and uh, Mauricio Lara versus uh, Humberto Galindo. So you'll probably end up having a, a card similar to what we saw uh, with Emmanuel Navarrete as the main event yesterday. Um they didn't say, like, what time this thing will be. Hopefully it's not another 11 p.m. fight card, but uh, looking like that's kind of what they're leaning towards is a 11 p.m. fight card in, in, in one of those things, man. So, I, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be uh, staying up, uh, you know, for, you know, that type of thing, man. That's, that's going to be a little bit of a struggle there. Uh, so, that is the you know, schedule that we got going. That's the schedule that we got going so far um, for top ranks this week. And um, you know, just looking looking ahead to those 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 fights, uh, you might you know see a little bit of something there with uh, I would say the Maloney versus uh, Baez card, or another Baez card versus Baez fight. Um, that may be something. Um, so, you know, looking ahead to that. Uh, you do also have, like, for that, the following Thursday, that uh, July 2nd, uh, Jamel Herring will be facing uh, Jonathan Akendo uh, there. So that is the uh, defense. I think that will be the title defense there for uh, Semper Fi uh, in, in that uh you know, fight card there. It's going to be you know, Jamel Herring versus Jonathan Akendo. So uh, you will have that, and then they'll probably uh, now say a co-feature bout later on down the line for that. Um, you know, for the, what is this, uh, for June 30th, uh, they're going to have Alex Salcedo going up against Sonny Fredrickson, and then uh, Josue Vargas versus Salvador Verseño. Uh, so that's going to be the uh, pending fight card there. I'm going to see if I can try uh, to add someone on here to see if this will uh, work out here. So I think I got a uh, guest uh, here uh, through YouTube. What's going on? What's good, buddy? Yeah, just doing this simulcast thing, man. What's happening with you? Uh, I'm sure enjoying Father's Day. You know how Yeah, man. Yo, happy Father's Day uh, out there, too. You and other fathers out there in the boxing world, I know that uh, you know you spend your time with your kids and whatnot. So I know that that was like a good little thing there for you. Yeah, man. Well, you know, um, <laughs> Avery and Supernova, great fight. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's going to be, yeah, that's when I'm going to be like, look at that. Because that, that's like probably going to be the first first uh, fight that, you know, I'm kind of like looking forward to seeing what will happen uh, in these top-ranked cards. Is that, you know, having uh, Avery Sparrow go up against, you know, uh, Abraham Nova. Uh, this is a real... And it's a real pivotal bout for both of those fighters because they can put, you know, put them in a position to uh, kind of be a contender for a world title later on down the line. Um, you okay? So, do you feel like that's what's at stake? Do you think Avery will get a, a shot within what two to three fights if he wins, or is that specifically just for Nova? Uh, in two to three fights. All right. So, with Nova being, um, you know, there he always kind of like you know undefeated. Um, so right now, I think it might. Yeah, because Abraham Nova is uh, what they're in the WBA rankings right now. So. He's also there in the WBO. So, I mean, hey. Of course, of course he's in the WBO. That's yeah, of course. Yeah that's, yeah, that's top rank. That's the top rank rankings right there. So, yeah. But, yeah, still, though, I mean, you, you get yourself positioned to, you know, fight um, potentially a world title uh, fight. Or, like say, like, say, for example, like if Avery, like Avery Trail gets to win over uh, Abraham Nova, he'll get himself in the rankings, and then he could, you know, fight maybe a. Um, he can fight Ito next, former world champ. Yeah. You see, so yeah, I'll be like, yeah. I mean, yo, if he gets his win. Over Supernovas, and yeah, he's going to be putting the rankings. They got to. I mean, we all know that Bob is trying to line him up against someone credible. Yeah. Someone that'll look good, but also someone that he thinks he can beat. But um, I think Avery's going to win this fight. Maybe it's the Philly to be. He could. I, I, he should. I, that's why I was like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one because I, you know, see like this is a, you know, real toss up type of fight. Um, who you said Maloney is the the main event? Uh, let's see. So you had um, which has got uh, Jason Maloney is the main event against Leonardo Baez. Who's Leonardo Baez? I've never seen him. Okay. Yeah, Baez is, uh, yeah, he's kind of um, probably you know, one of those local type uh, fighters or whatnot. Let's see. Uh, yeah, from you know, Mexico. So a lot of the fights that he's had is in Mexico or in California. So, yeah, he's been in Mexico oh, so. or in Indio, Indio, California, the Fantasy Springs Casino. That's what it is. You know, fights that he's had. So basically, the showcase battle. Yeah, yeah, yep. I got it. In the real fight of the night is going to be Avery versus um, Supernova. Yep. 
And the thing is, it looks like with what Top Rank has done in the past couple of fights, they're looking to have the co-feature bout open the fight card. So you could see that bout, that bout being first. Uh, in that fight card, uh, Abraham Nova versus Avery Sparrow. So uh, that's something not to miss, whether it's going to be at, like, you know, 8 o'clock or whatever it is on Thursday the 23rd. You know? So, yeah, that's that's going to be, uh, yeah, something to look forward to there in that instance. Avery Sparrow's last win was against, um, was last fight, was against um, Hank London. The funny thing is, even though he has one loss, it was a DQ, so he's really an undefeated fighter. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't seen much of Supernova, but I know that Avery's a dog, and I had him beat Ryan Garcia. So I think he was this fight. Yeah, yeah, that DQ. Yeah, it was DQ at uh. 2300. Well, I wish they had the, uh, like, details on it, but I think they probably was going to score the bout for him uh, before it was a DQ or something like that. I have to, you know, see it doesn't have the record, uh, the, the, it doesn't have it down on there. So, but yeah, that's good. If you you look after that, right? Uh huh. At that time, he only had what? That was his sixth fight. No, I'm sorry, that was his fifth fight. But if you look after that, right, look at the um, the records of the opponents that he's facing. 10 and 2, 6 and 0, 6 and 0, 19 and 1, 1. 17, yeah, 17 and 5, and then Hank Lundy, who was a world title champion. Yep. Yeah, they, yeah, they boosted, yeah, they boosted up his comp. You know, with with that, you know, with, when he fought Lopez and then Serrano, it boosts up his comp, you know, pretty significantly. So, yeah, that was kind of uh, interesting there, how they, how they kind of, like, uh, worked that out for Sparrow. And then, you know, now he's going up against, you know, someone in Nova where, yeah, that could be a very, very competitive bout. Any other intriguing prospects on that particular card? Uh, let's see, about to look it up right here. Yeah, let's see. Um, Jose Gonzalez versus Nah. They only have like uh, one other fight that it was showing. They only have well, they had like three fights on the card so far. Just Orlando Gonzalez against Luis Perozo in, in an eight eight round fight that they got so far. So that must be a step up fight. Yeah. So so it looks like a three fight card in that one on on, on the twenty fifth. Yeah, that's the. Well, uh, I mean, okay, I, I have mixed feelings about the whole top rank situation, right? Yeah. I'm glad they gave us boxing first, but come on, Navarrete against someone who's 13 to 13. 13 13. Like, yeah, like I said, man, that, that's, I mean, that's what they be doing. That's what they do in Mexico, man. That's how they build their records. Come on. <laughs> that's how they build their records, man. 
13 to 17, Jay. <laughs> Jay. At that at that level, at that yeah. level, right? Yeah. He has no business fighting someone that's 13 to 13. Yeah. But like, I don't even know. I don't even in, in in the U.S. They wouldn't even sanction that though. Yeah, they would not. Unless unless it was somebody like Darnell Boone who went up against you know world level competition, where you know Darnell's gonna hang. He just got a bunch of bad decisions. Yeah, but they couldn't find like a like a Eduardo Baez or somebody. Uh, 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 <laughs> 25 and 7. Yeah. Season Juarez at 25 and 8, you know. I mean, he's at 25 and 8. You know, they could have fought, got somebody like a, oh, not Flores, not Moises Flores, but maybe Moises Flores. I don't know. But somebody like that, you know, like has a record of 20 and 4 or 25 and 8 or, you know, something. Not somebody that's 13 and 13. Come on. Yeah, that ain't going to work, you know. So I don't know why they, you know, came up with something like that. Yeah, I didn't even watch it because of that. <laughs> See, what the, the the great thing about the Greer uh, Plania fight is I've never seen him. But I'm looking at his record with only one wall. It made me think, okay, well, this might be a fight. Let me see. Let me see what this kid has to offer. And then I'm looking at it. He's whipping that left hook. He, you know, he whipping that left hook like a like a uh, a old head and cat daddy in the seventies. <laughs> well, yeah, like I was saying that because I didn't, I didn't um, like really notice going into the bout that you know Planya was. I mean, this bout was you know at Super Bantamweight. And that's where Planya is at. He's at Super Bantamweight. So it's like Josh Greer was the one that's moving up to fight Mike Planya at Super Bantamweight, where Planya has already been used to the weight, you know? And as long as he makes weight, he could come in there sizably bigger than Josh Greer. And that's exactly what he did. Went towards the later rounds, he was getting his ass kicked. Yeah, that's true. He was gonna work. He was gonna work on the inside in the seventh and eighth rounds, particularly. Um, and I was like, uh, "So why wasn't Josh Weir doing this at the beginning of the fight? If you knew that you were getting beat from a distance, why not try to take the fight to uh, Mike Planya in round three? You know, instead of getting beat beat up, <laughs> beat up with." with uh, you know, Planya having, you know, his way with his jab and his and his right to the body. I'm like, come on man, you can't you can't allow that stuff to happen if you're supposed to be the featured guy or they're supposed to be boosting you up. If you're supposed to be this world title contender, nah, you can't Yeah, that stuff shouldn't be happening to you. So should uh Planya get Navarrete? Maybe. I would think I would think that would be an interesting fight. Who's Ray Vargas signed to? Uh, Ray Vargas. I thought he was with um. I thought he was on the PBC. So, all right, who makes sense for um a dude like I, we all we already know they setting up Daniel Roman for for a title. Um, who 
Taylor she got. Yeah, Isaac Dolph. I, that wouldn't be a bad fight. Dog Bay, yeah. Planya versus Dog Bay, yeah. Planya versus Dog Bay. Yeah, that would be a good. Yeah, that would be a good one right there. Planya versus Dog Bay there. Yep, I'm with that. Or Planya versus all those cool boy stuff. Yeah, they can do that too. I mean, remember, Cool Boy already beat Josh Grid. And for, for the listeners, that's uh, Stephen Foley. Uh, he already beat Josh Grid. And Klein, you beat Josh Grid. Okay, well, had him, and the winner get a title shot. Yep. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to. Oh, actually, Vargas, maybe with Golden Boy. Oh, then nobody's fighting him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's been Golden Boy, so no. He, he, he ain't got time. Yeah, he ain't got so any time. We, we can throw him out there. Yeah, you can throw him away. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. You got Neverett, Dog Bay, Awasa. Um, is that how you pronounce it? Awasa? Uh, Iwasa? Iwasa? Is that how you pronounce it? Iwasa? I think yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, what is it? I come out of uh, what's your name? What is it? Yeah. We got all the guy. They got Thomas Ward. Well, Dominic needs with Matchroom, so I don't know if they're gonna do. Yeah, they're not gonna do cross with that. Um, Ramon. I don't know if they. Yeah, they're trying to set up Ramon for uh. Maybe you fight with Ray Vargas, but I don't think they're gonna, you know, Mushroom and Top and uh, Golden Boy are gonna do something, man. I don't know. Um, Who was the kid, Tremaine Williams? Tremaine? Who? Yeah, who's he? Uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know where, like, what his, uh, you know, his overall background is. So. Let's see. He's 19 and 0 from New Haven. Well, he is on the top rank. He had his fight against. He fought. He beat Vicente in his last fight. Yeah. Okay. He beat Vicente. That was a cross promotion, okay? Yeah, so maybe. Tremaine Williams versus Clinton. Yeah, that could work. That could also work. You know, so that's something that I could uh, try. Um, hold on, let me see. I got like someone that's been on hold for a good little minute. Let me see if I could get him on here uh, from the eight one three area code. What's going on? You're on the Boxing Source Radio Show. Hey, what's up, Jay? This is uh, Terrell from from the. Uh, great, great state of, state of uh, Florida, <laughs> where anything can happen, any, 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 and everything can happen. But uh, anyway, what's going on with the show, man? Listen, hey, yo, you, y'all got to talk to that mayor down there in Tampa, man. Cause yo, I ain't gonna be going down there if you gonna be, they gonna be having these super ass rules. Uh, I, I'm telling y'all right that right now. They, they better, they better, uh, they better, uh. Do something about that. But, yeah, man, I'm talking about the uh, fights that were happening over the course of the week. I don't know if you uh, caught any of them uh, Tuesday and Thursday. 
Uh, we're talking about the team with uh, Josh Greer uh, losing to Mike Klanya. Um So we're kind of like going over fights for Mike Klanya, uh there at Super Bantamweight or whatnot. But uh, if you're able to see that fight that Mike, uh, Mike Klanya had with Josh Greer, what did you think of that one? Uh, unfortunately, I, I was not able to, to consume those fights. Uh, I, I do not. I do know the the one kid lost. I think the black kid, whatever his name is, and then even on uh, the substance fight on uh, Thursday, I believe it was. I didn't get to see the fight, but I did see that highlight reel knockout. But with that said, I'll I'll dock rest the coverage to you. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't. I probably don't necessarily blame. Uh, Maybe on some of these things because, yeah, top rank is uh, kind of struggling here over the first couple of weeks with their fights. Um, you know, they do have to fill up their time slots for their events, you know, with, with these fight cards and, you know, whatever they can come up with, they, they, they're able to do here up to this particular point. Uh, like I said, you've got to wait it out until you get the likes of a Joe Smith versus a Ella Alvarez. Um you know, not until what June, July, what sixteenth or something like that. So until then, you're gonna have these, you know, matchups, initial matchups of guys that are, you know, highly rated against guys that don't really have much of a chance against them, with the exception of this particular bout. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of like how it is so far. Um, so that that's pretty much what I what I got out of it. Um, we're kind of like looking ahead to, you know, what's happening, uh, you know, with the Maloney brothers and then also a fight between Abraham Nova and Avery Sparrow uh, that will be on June 25th. So that's that's one fight that I'm looking forward to. Um, and, you know, that's what we got up, up, up to now until uh, we see what these other uh, groups of uh, promotional companies do. Yeah, it's just so funny, just, just so <laughs> – I mean, you really have to be able to get up, uh, be a true boxing fan that can watch these cards that we're seeing right now. And, and certainly we, we are definitely appreciative of these cards because it's live boxing. But at the same time, with the with the, uh, the level that we're accustomed to seeing on a regular basis, it does not actually uh, satisfy your appetite to a degree, you know. But nevertheless, we do have boxing back. But uh, it's, it's like uh, we've just had so <laughs> – I mean, boxing is always about back and forth between fighters, uh, promoters, things like that. It's always been about that. But in the midst of this absence, I think the uh, amount of rhetoric between fighters and things and things like that has been monumental. <laughs> uh, you know, so I mean, this everybody's everybody is like everyone's itchy, everyone's antsy to get at each other and stuff like that. There's so many proposed fights. Oh, I might fight this one. I might fight that. And you know. It, it's, it all sounds good. It's, it's great for sound bites, stuff like that. But bottom line, we're, we're still uh, pr- probably a good amount of time from your your top level fighters, uh, and that's because of uh, lack of money due to uh, boxing and uh, with no fans, things like that. And there's so many yeah. uh, things that contributed to that. But it's just so funny with all this, the rhetoric. I mean, you can just jump on Twitter right now and see someone calling somebody out. Uh, or even promoters, even like I uh, kind of looked at last week, Aram said that Crawford might fight, uh, uh, not, not Errol Spence, but yeah, he wants to fight Errol Spence, Pacquiao, uh, maybe uh, Sean Porter. 
or even uh, what, what's my guy's, my guy's name over in England? I forgot his name. Uh, the one that spent speed. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Spence beat him. He beat he beat Sean Porter at 147. But things like that. It's like, <laughs> is it going to happen? Nope. Oh, you <laughs> but, mean uh, but never... English are your tennis Ugas? Oh yeah, yeah. Ugas 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 name was also thrown there too. I'm talking about the guy from England though. Yeah, the guy. From... I'm about to go from England, but like I said, it all sounds great, and we and, and it gives us something to talk about. But it's like uh, going to the dance and, and not and not taking them home. That's what it feels like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you have all of this stuff that's going on um, there with that welterweight division and whatnot. But you know, also you know these potential um, you know fights that could be happening. I, I just, just, you know, have to see, like, how that's going to work out, um, if these fights are going to be put together or not. Um, I know that, like, um, one, you know, I have, like, a, you know, another person on here, uh, Jamil, we were talking about, you know, potential fights that could happen um, that would be pretty good to make and should should be able to, they should be able to make them. Um, but uh, it's just a matter of if they're going to actually do it or not. Yeah, you know, so, uh, so yeah, so that's kind of like what you know I kind of went through was uh, those fights that happened over the over the week. Um, Emmanuel Navarrete having his win uh, yesterday that was on at like one thirty in the morning. Uh, they they're gonna have you know um, uh, who is it? Uh, Miguel Burchell in, in a fight on Saturday, pretty much around that same time. I, I'm feeling that it's going to be around that same time. So uh, that's kind of like what we got going on uh, here so far, you know. Uh, yeah, who's he fighting on Saturday? Um, yeah, Burchell is going to fight the guy, Elazar Valenzuela. Uh, whose record is 21 wins, 13 losses, and four draws. So, there you go. Another fight like how Navarrete had it. How many, how many losses? How many losses you just had? 13. Come on, man. Come on, Bob. Get your bullshit. Yeah, like. Come on, Bob. Yeah, that. Come here. Come here. Like, that can't work. And that, that's, that, that's ridiculous because, like, you know, we, we talked about Bochur quite a bit last year. <laughs> That's why I said that's just ridiculous because we talked about Burchill so many times last year from when he, uh, when, when uh, Jamel Heron was trying to get him in the ring to, to unify, and he just kept running, running, running away from the matchup. He first called him out, then ran away from the matchup, and then they turn around in this in, in this environment now and fight uh, opponent with that that record is unbelievable. <laughs> no words. Yeah. No words. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're just trying to solidify that fight between Burchell and Oscar Valdez, so they're not going to put Burchell against anybody here with much of a pulse, unfortunately. Um, so they're just trying to serve that up as, as a fight there. You know, while they have Jamel Herring, uh, you know, he's going to be, you know, having one 
title defense uh, that will be, uh, what is it, against Jonathan Akendo uh, for July 2nd. And then after that, they're going to still try to go forward with this fight against Carl Francis. So I like this. If they could just go ahead and just have those fights happen, have that Burchell versus, uh, uh, you know, Valdez fight, and then have Jamel Herring fight Carl Frampton, and then the winners go against each other. Just go ahead and make that happen. Get that done, you know, um, because it's 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 crazy that you know Burchell could have have a world title for about three years or so and not have one unification bout, not one. Yeah, you know, this is this is what makes me mad about fans, right? And I know both of you would agree with this. Fans pick and choose when when they want to talk unification. It's like they'll put tons of pressure on Bud and uh, Spence and Pacquiao to make unification. Meanwhile, they're not saying nothing about Burchell. They're not saying uh, nothing for anybody at 126. They're not saying nothing about better be uh, uh, becoming undisputed at 175. They're not saying nothing to Patrick Teixeira about fighting anybody from TVC. Nobody from 161. Hey. It's like, stop picking and choosing. Is important. You, know what's, you know what's funny? Bob Aram could have done the same thing for Better Beer that he did for Lomachenko. He could have just still had the uh, – he could probably still do it. He could say the winner of Elder um, Alvarez and Joe Smith Go up against Benavidez for that vacant WBO title. Well, the WBO was not vacant. It wasn't, but you say that, but the WBO before got that, right? No, he has the WBA. Remember, Canelo got the WBO. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. WBO, yes, yeah. Yeah, he could. Also. Don't be surprised if they if they have something like that happen where, you know, maybe if uh you know, Elder Alvarez wins over Joe Smith that he has, you know, him fighting uh, you know, um Better because Better BF has the uh mandatory IBF mandatory that he has to take care of as well against uh Fen Fen Long or you know, Fe Long or something something. I screw that name up. Man saying long something. Damn it. Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I don't see better be a loser any time soon. I don't see better be a loser any time I said I don't see better be of losing any time soon. I just with him uh hope he help that he can enforce his promotion company to make the right decision for him there. Get the right uh, yeah. matchups and things like that, but that dude's a super beast. Period. Yeah, gotcha. Um, I think I have another caller in here uh, from the six four six area code. What's going on? Yo, it, it's fake news, Tarot. Yeah, uh, that's what I wanted to talk to, man. <laughs> Mr. Fake oh, News. Oh no. Mr. Fake <laughs> News, Tarot. <laughs> <laughs> oh man Here we go you know, Yeah, you know, every time I gotta stay on Twitter Because 
I'm on Twitter. I see Terrell on there liking this, retweeting that, posting this. <laughs> Two things. Two things. First of all, don't ever, ever tag me in the video of Beyonce Wilder twerking again. Okay? <laughs> That's number one. That's number one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna never do that shit again. For real. <laughs> Defend your true. boy. Nah, ain't no defending that. Yeah, that's why I draw the line. Um, <laughs> he had a little bit too much sugar in his tank for my liking with that oh, shit man. right there. And that's but, why you um, win the rematch. That's why you win the rematch. He's soft. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what, what's your deal with um, Amanda Serrano? You got a problem with her? No, 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 no. My, my point is, it's, it's so funny. You know, we, we, we kind of, we, you know, we kind of blast uh, Eddie Hearn from time to time. You know, where basically uh, Serrano was was signed to fight with uh, Katie Taylor multiple times. Uh, at that point, and each subsequent time where it didn't happen. Uh, they declined. They said one. They said that. Then one time they said they need more time for her to train. Katie Taylor, yeah. that is. And some, another time where uh, we got cut up with the virus, we things like that. But and each time they lowered the money significantly, offered to, to Serrano. And you know what? Yeah. Said, yeah. I'm. I still will fight. I'm still going to fight. But then the last time when they dropped it even more, it's like, what's the point? Because Serrano's making money uh, with MMA right now. So it's like, it's like at that point. You call it just like you see it. It's a duck. It's a straight duck by a world champion. But the fight's happening. What's that? The fight's happening, though. It's, what, what, was, what was the latest announcement? What was it? The latest announcement is the fight is on. So um, Chris Mannix of Sports Illustrated and The Zone uh, posted that shit about, uh, about Amanda Serrano talking about, oh, how she she wasn't asked to take no 50% pay card, blah, 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 posting all that shit. And then Lou DiBella, it, it seems like Lou DiBella was backing him a little bit. So I tagged Lou DiBella. I'm like, why are you throwing this woman under the bus? This is a seven-division champion. This is a, yep. a representative of boxing, and she represents boxing very classily, I might add. Um Never bother nobody. Doesn't have a little diva tendencies, nothing like that. So I thought that he was basically conspiring with Chris Mannix to throw Amanda Serrano under the bus. But he said what Mannix said is bullshit. And then it became a whole big public thing. I saw um, a couple fringe uh, YouTube boxing guys, I guess, trying to uh, at me about it because I guess they wanted a reaction. <laughs> since they thought the Bella was on the thread. And um, turns out, Eddie said, listen, no pay cut, fights on, what's up? I, I closed it with Lou DiBella. Yeah. Yep, so and that's talk. the thing, man. It looks like, uh, yeah, he's like saying, okay, this is a fucking fight. It's fucking official. I, mean, yeah. I don't know what the fucking <laughs> problem is. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, she, Eddie Hearns got switched. And Chris Mannix 
is a piece of shit journalist, and he needs to be called out because <clears throat> I'm sick of these journalists trying to do the promoter's bidding to try to publicly pressure fighters to take pay cuts when they don't have to. Why is it the fighter that has to take the pay cut? Why can't the promoter be the one that takes the pay cut? Matt, Matt, let, let, Matt let's be honest, right? Chris Mannix has lost all credibility as a journalist. Once, once, you, once you sign deals, like you try to deal with HBO, you try to deal with you try to deal with Fox, your credibility is lost. Yeah. It's lost. His credibility is lost with guys like us, but to Joe Q public, he's just a guy who's known with followers, and they automatically take his word for gospel. They don't look deeper into it. Wait, so, 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 he's, so he's the equivalent to Michael Benson, or is he the equivalent to Boxing Kingdom? He no, is no, like no, no. the worst. No, he's worse than that. He's worse than that. Worst guy, the worst guy is Mike Protect a great white hope for so long. 
I can't wait. Uh, so, so yeah, there's that. Um, you know, what else I was gonna, you know, go through? What do you guys um, think about the Wilder's twerking skills, though? I'm just curious. Uh, did Mark bring in Trudy? Who's on the net? Before he started boxing. You hear hmm? that, Matt? What? What do you guys think of my guy's twerking skills? On a serious note. A whole stripper. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. He uh, he, he looks like he wants to find another profession. (laughs) (laughs) Despite what Tyson Curry, that might be his last fight. Hey, listen, the man did say the man said he did want to experience pregnancy. Maybe he's trying to yeah. find a suitor. I can't defend that. I can't defend that. I was like, what the fuck? I, I guess I heard, it, I heard there's a chance it's not him, though. I mean, look, look at the video. You know what I'm saying? Look, look at the video and just you. No, first of all, I'm gonna say this: no homo. But we all know his body frame. No homo. <laughs> Maybe, I it's say that. Maybe it's Marcellus. Maybe it's Marcellus. Oh. I don't know, man. <laughs> oh man, like, what was he doing, man? Like, and what happened to his hair? This is some things you just don't do, man. Yeah, and I'm just glad you don't have. I'm just glad you don't have Nate Campbell on today because Nate Campbell would have ripped him a new one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just hit him up. I just hit him up. He'd be like, "Hey, yo, Nate, real quick, what you think about? What you think about?" <laughs> that would be funny. Okay. Yeah, that was very embarrassing, man. Yo, like, why, would, why would Tully Swift post that? I, I, I don't in know. History, right? I, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe if I was him, I would yo, leave maybe I should, uh, I would have to leave Yeah, that, that that this is not a good look there at all, man. Not a good look at all. Well, you know, so. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know what I mean? Well, I said, when's last, all, well, all that we talked about in boxing, have you, have you ever said twerking and former heavyweight champion in the same sentence? I don't <laughs> know. Uh, you're not no fool. You with us real quick. Hello? Yo, not no Nate. Yo, what's up? Hey, what's going on? Real quick, I want to uh, get you on for a quick question. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello? Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, I, I'm good, man. It's James, man. Boxing Source, man. Hey, um... Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Hey, I got, like, you know, a few uh, get, uh, guests on the show. We were talking about this thing with Deontay Wilder, man. Like, yo, they had this deal with Deontay, man. I hope you didn't see it. The man. one, the, you mean the one where you talking about Mike Tyson? Who did he fight? It was great. 
Nah. nah. I'm talking about the We're talking about the one, one of him. Where? Where he, he out here twerking, man. man. What do you mean he was working? No, no I didn't say working. working. I said twerking. Did you say twerking? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Man, stop playing. <laughs> Come on, man. Stop playing. Bro. I can't do that. I can't do that, man. I'm telling you. I can't do that. Bro, I, I'm, I'm hanging up. Y'all lying. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Y'all lying. Hey, Nate, I'll, I'll get back at you, man. Hey, I'll send you the link. We, we got to see no, a Nate Campbell reaction video. You're lying, you're lying, you're lying. We want to see hey, a Nate Campbell reaction video. Hey, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. There's got to be ways that I can share this on, on, your, on your page, man. Uh, Let me see. Which one? Um, Nat Turner. Turner. All right. I'm going <laughs> to... I'll, 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 I'll uh, yeah, I'll see if I can send that out there to you. Um, you, you, you're lying on this man. Y'all lying on this man. Y'all going to hell. <laughs> hey, I, I wish. Oh, hold on, Dave. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll get this thing. Yeah, I'll get this thing going. <laughs> and uh, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm just not gonna believe it. Though. I, 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 I'm 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 yeah yeah. Is that is that kind of party, bro? Right? I'm, yeah. I'm the biggest Beyonce Wilder fan, but he can't be out here popping that pussy for a real nigga. I can't I can't <laughs> I cannot I cannot deal with that. Oh, I can't do that. <laughs> If you show me this video, I'm gonna send it to my brother. If you post this, you know, did you post a video on my page? Uh, I'll like send it to you. Um, hold on, I'll send it to you through uh, PM. But let me see. I'll uh, man, I'll see which one I could like comment with. Yo, but Nat Turner, yeah, the Nat Turner one. Nah, I send it to you through uh, through Facebook uh, message. So okay. Comment on uh, the page. The page. Man, listen, yo, that that's just that was just horrible, man. I'll be honest, I was embarrassed as a Beyonce Wilder fan. I was hoping nobody else saw it. I was like, yo, please don't let this shit make its way to Facebook. And and then I saw somebody posted and tagged me. I was like, fuck, here we go. Yo, y'all, y'all are not gonna tell me that Beyonce Wilder is out here biking. <laughs> hey, I'm saying. That, that's what happened, yo. I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, man. I couldn't believe it. But that's what he's doing out in these streets, man. <laughs> if you tell if you tell me this, I'm finna call Mark Breland right now. Hey, <laughs> Mark, this nigga had dropping that thing for a real nigga. <laughs> Yo, man, I'm waiting for this shit to come through on my page. You understand, know JB? Oh man, hey yo, this gotta be. Wait, don't you? You don't have like another another uh page too? A uh, Nate Campbell? Oh yeah, yeah my regular Nate. Hold on, I, I'll find it. I'll find it, Jr. My Nate Campbell. Yeah, I got my Nate. My 
My Nate, th- my Nate Campbell fade. Yeah. <clears throat> I'll find the gym. Oh man, I'm saying, yo, it's yeah, this thing is bad, like real bad. I can't well, believe you know, it, I yo. I put my glasses off. <laughs> but even, even while y'all wait on that, I mean, look at all that goes into boxing, the bravado, the testosterone, the braveness, the toughness, all that rep- all that it represents to a boxer, to yourself, to your fan base, all that. And then to, for someone, and I'm not, I'm not sure of the context of the video, was he trying to do a, a, a rap song for some, someone? Because in sense, it's uh, dancing as, as how he's presenting himself. But that's the very thing. No, no, he was doing that juvenile, he was doing that juvenile, cash money, record for the 9 9 Hey, hold on, hold on, somebody calling me, hold on. <clears throat> all right. Hey, nah, man. Hey, yeah, he had to come home. But, yo, he gonna see that video. <laughs> Woo, boy. He gonna see that video, yo. That's gonna be craziness, yo. Yeah, I'm oh, about it. Oh, but he can't, he can't come back on, though. Because we, we, we like it over time and all that, man. So, he can't come back on. Yeah, that, that was just craziness, straight craziness right there. Oh, yeah, that got me, man. He I got him with that it. Fury fight. <laughs> like, no. He got him with that fight now. <laughs> Yo, this thing was ten times more embarrassing than me seeing Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. working that heavy bag out in the yard. Yo. <laughs> Yo, Chavez like, my like Joker. <laughs> I sent you the link. Nah, he did a turbo. He was doing the turbo version of the uh, of the um, goddamn um, Conor McGregor joint. Remember when Conor McGregor was just slim in his arms? Yeah. In that video, that's exactly what uh, Chavez Jr. was doing. I like Chavez Jr. though, man. That's my guy. He was able to finesse a few million out of Eddie Hearn. I respect that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, man. Yeah, that that was kind of uh, you know a good little thing there going on. But uh, yo, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get uh, yo, I'm gonna catch up with Nate. See if he does. Yo, he got, he got to do a reaction video. <laughs> he got to do a live on Facebook. Yep, he got to yeah. do a live on Facebook, yo. That would be that would be classic, absolutely classic. He does a reaction video on YouTube, on uh, Facebook, yo. Oh man, uh, but yeah, you like um, you know, like overtime uh, portion of the show, man. Uh, I don't know, maybe I I might be able to get Nate back on if he's able to see the video. <laughs> yeah, but, I yo, to you on WhatsApp, so you can forward it to him. Nah, I, I sent him a link, you know, but. I'll see you, um you know, I'll see if I could uh, get this thing going. Maybe uh I could probably do a copy of this joint or something like that. Um Yeah, I'll see if I could do that. Yeah, I'll just like do a copy and paste. You heard about and that then, uh, uh, send it to him through text. You heard about that buff police officer that said uh anybody wanna fight him? 
because um, they think he's tough, not tough with all his badge and gun. Come fight me. And then a whole bunch of boxers tagged him and said, send the location. This motherfucker <laughs> made another video crying and complaining, saying, oh, now people want to fight me. Uh, this is not what I meant. You guys got the wrong message. But you was just talking spicy until people said, your muscles don't mean shit. We're going to beat your ass. You had Everton Lubin. You had uh, uh, J. Leon Love, Devin Haney. Everybody was like, hey, listen, you can get this work. <laughs> Maybe it was uh, that dude, um, what was it, Brandon Tatum or somebody? Yeah, he was a little dude, too. Oh, like little five, dude. Seven. I was Brandon Tatum. Yeah, little, oh, okay. Little muscle hand. Oh, man. Yeah, that was, um, <clears throat> yeah, that was craziness there, man. It's probably, yeah, it's probably some lightweight, yeah, lightweight dude yeah. that you know, made that comment. Yep. And it's, but yeah, but yeah, I sent yeah I sent that thing to uh, Nate through text, man. I'm I'm gonna see what he's talking about. Uh oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see if he. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, he said he's done. He said he's done, done. <laughs> 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 Woo, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, that there's, there's no defending that. None. There is none. <laughs> all I would say is that at least he's healthy. At least he is healthy. That's that's all I can really say about that video. His, Yo, his, his arm, look, his arm looked good. His arm didn't look like it was hurting yeah. him. Nope. Clearly, his leg, his legs are back under him. Clearly. Uh, yep. So, you know. Here's what it is, man. He just practicing for his next taco. <laughs> oh man. Damn, man. It looked like he was trying like he was trying out for a two live crew video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this is embarrassing. Ooh, I hope his next his next ring walk out there is just gonna be a chip and dale's bow tie. Oh goodness, yo. That's gonna be something. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna tell yo. <laughs> yo the F Are there any, any interesting matchups coming up this week? How was that? Are there any interesting matchups coming up this week? Because I'll be honest with you, I ain't been following the top ranked boxing shit no more, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now nah, I was talking about <clears throat> Avery Sparrow versus Abraham Noble on Thursday. That's the cool oh. feature about. But oh my that's God. that's pretty much it. All, all this stuff with the Maloney brothers and and uh, uh, Miguel Birdshell. I was like, man, I, I'm not even you know all too interested in that. Unless you know, like I said, unless if I want to, you know, see about any comments from. Um, Tim Bradley to see what what other crazy comments he's gonna make, you know. I hate Tim Bradley. Uh, yeah, that's but I just think, uh, uh, Yeah, this top rank shit is, is trash, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like I'm happy about like, uh, back, but they could have waited. 
Yeah, they could have, uh, you know, put it on the bench for a little bit, man, you know. Like, yeah, wait they till, like, output bill. They got an output bill with ESPN. If they don't put out a certain amount of yeah. shows per year, they're not going to get paid. So they right. have to put this stuff out. Yep. Yeah, they got to put stuff out. But, jeez. Yeah. I would, I, I would at least have, like, better matchups on there, man. Like, come on. I, I don't, don't get care why you don't... these guys could fight each other. Yeah. Like, oh my God. And you don't have to spend that much money, but just give us good fights. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm sending this hey, out Jay, the thing, man. Yo. What's oh, the, tell him oh, about oh, that record oh, that oh, was the I, guy that Bertel I got to see. Huh? Tell Matt about the record of uh, Miguel Bertrand's opponent. Oh, I already know. The record is 13. Yeah, that's the um he is trash. He is yeah. so trash. I'm like, yo, why can't any of these guys just fight each other? Like I, I don't get it. I, I really don't get it. Yeah. Did you yeah, watch the, um, uh, Navarrete last night? It was horrible. Yeah, it was horrible. Uh Yo, yo, hey, I, I tried to tell you, Is that you, black Beethoven? Was that black Beethoven? Man, all I can tell you, I, I said, what, what the, what, what's up? I, I text my brother, man. <laughs> <laughs> they got other videos of this nigga twerking and, and grinding. In it. What is he doing? Yo, I couldn't believe it, man. He, he, hey, he was out there trying out for the two live crew. Uh, oh, no, nigga, that nigga want to be a tip. That nigga want to be a tipping there, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that was ridiculous. Oh, as soon as I, I saw that video, it. I was like, I hope they. I said, I hope they camera don't see this shit. <laughs> that was the first thing I said. I like, I hope they camera don't see this shit. This is young. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's yeah. there, man. I, I couldn't believe it. Yo, man. Hey, hey Nate, though, real quick. Hey, you got uh, your next scheduled uh, podcast for Saturday? Yep, next this Saturday. Coming last Saturday, we talked about it. We talked to George Ford, people. His friends. What is friends? Yeah, we don't, yeah, we don't, yeah. Yep. So tell you what, I'll ask him. We're going to be talking to um, about um, how do we fix this situation? We thought about what was wrong last week. Y'all yeah. might want to tune in this week. Yeah, no doubt. You know, I'll be uh, sharing that link from the uh, Experience the Galaxy with Nate Campbell uh, Facebook page. So that, yeah, that whole podcast uh, is on there on that Facebook page. So I'm gonna share that video. Yeah, man. Yeah, send, send me that, Jr. Send me that. Yeah, no but, doubt. Uh, hit man. me up, man. Hit me up. I'm, I'm gonna go grab a bite before it gets too late. All right, no doubt. All right, guys. Yep. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, that was. Yeah, <laughs> he, yeah, he, yo, he, he really uh, had a good little conversation on his uh, show yesterday. So I'll be uh, posting that up uh, on my page uh, later on down the line and, and all that type of stuff. So that, so that's pretty much um, most of what we got, man, so far. Anything uh, y'all want to talk about? Before I roll, ain't shit going on in boxing. 
I, I can't wait for PBC and Maxwell to get back. Yeah. At least then we'll have some type of competition and more things to talk about, man. So this is, yeah. yeah I, 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 can't, I can't take too much of uh, Tim Bradley, man. I can't do it. Sorry. Oh, my it. God. I hate him. Yo, he's like uh, Andre Warby saying something like, yo, this is a very active fight and there's a lot of action on there. And he'll be like, yeah, Dre, it's on punches. Like you had a uh, What was it the last time You said like uh, Ward said something about um, Like uh, uh, I think it was the Um some of the co feature for that uh, Jesse Magdaleno fight where the guy like punched his opponent in the back of the head and, oh, and the rabbit punch. And oh my god, like, yes. Yeah, in yes. boxing, that's called a foul. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, yo, I'm pretty sure 300,000 people that's watching this know. Yo, that's something that I would kind of expect. And yeah, I know this is gonna be, you know, a hate quote or, or or cracking on somebody. But that's something I expect from somebody like a radio Raheem, not from Tim Bradley. Come on, yo, that nah, man. I can't take that, man. Like I said, I mean, you, like the Booker McFarlane of boxing commentators, man. Come on, stop it. Oh, fucking headache, yo. Yo, that hey. On that note, man, I, I'll I'll put a close to this uh, particular podcast, man. Uh, thanks for everyone that's called in. Uh, thanks for Nate Campbell to give us a quick This is video. Oh, we'll have a little bit more uh, in store for next week. Um, you know, June 28th, and like I said at the end of every show, folks, the point of boxing is to hit and not get hit, not to stand and trade. On that note, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody. Oh, boy, baby. You sure about that now? <laughs> 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 oh,